So I don't have a, a super long message. I typically don't anyway. I'm, 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 very, I'm, I'm not a long-winded pastor. But it's going to come with age. I, I believe it will uh, in time. That's what Pastor Robert told me. <laughs> you got to build it up. You got to build up the suspense every two years. But uh, I, wanted, I just want to bring something kind of refreshing, I like, kind of like a reminder. Um, you know, we're a place of freedom. We love freedom. So my message is going to be a, about freedom today. And it's like thinking about what freedom is and, you know, the difference between our own freedom and like what the freedom that, you know, Christ has provided for us. So freedom is a big thing we come into uh, when we come into communion with Christ and are also blessed with when we step into the newness of becoming a Christian. You know, so like I remember back when I first, you know, met Christ and, you know, I was a slave to so many things that, you know, I placed on myself over the years between the drug use, uh, the pain of how I was treated when I was younger. And it's like I wore that. I, I, I had the chains, I, was, I had the shackles, you know, and I, I walked with, you know, this heaviness that beat me down for so long. But it's like, it wasn't until like I actually came to Christ that I knew what true freedom was. And even so, uh, so much as coming into the doors here at the house to know with what freedom was in an advanced level. You know, I knew what it was to be away from those things that I had placed on myself and the stuff that, you know, I might've picked up, you know, through generations, uh, you know, of what my dad went through, what my mom went through. But it's like, when I, when I accepted Christ, it's like, I could, you could, I could feel like the chains hit the ground. I could feel the shackles be taken off. I felt this weight that was lifted off of me. And it was like this whole newness of life that, like, you, it's hard to explain, but it's like that first moment where you, you, you truly understand that there's something more than what you lived before. And, like, that freedom that lets you just walk forth with your head up and, you know, not looking at the ground always, but, like, saying, like, you have joy. You have, you have this uh, new sense of, of awakening. Uh, or what's that other word? Enlightenment inside yourself. Where it's like, man, this is this is really good. And there's nothing that takes away from that first freedom that you find. It's like we enjoy, but we do we enjoy the idea knowing that we are no longer bound to the destructive ways of the world and to the principalities that try to break us down. We rid the body, spirit, and mind of the things that bring us uh, to the desolate lands of our past mistakes and wrongs. There is so much goodness from the newfound freedom, but you didn't, did you know that we can utilize this freedom in a destructive way as well? But we can see what Paul says in Galatians 5.13. He says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom, but do not view this wonderful freedom as an excuse to set up a base of operation in the natural realm. Constantly love each other, and be committed to serve one another. There is this thing, when, of course, when we're walking, uh, when we're walking on this path for so long, we can get the skewed, I, I, I guess, the skewed view of what freedom is, and we can take that that freedom and use it as something as manipulation, rather than truly loving people. You can say, "Well, I know who I am in Christ," but you you see it today in a lot of different things between. Um, Church leaders, you see it, you know, politicians, you see it with people uh, in social media is they take on this mantle of that. We have this freedom. So I'm going to speak hate. I'm going to speak destruction. I'm going to speak stuff that does not line up to what the word of God says. And it does. It affects a lot of people, manipulates how they see Christians and the people that aren't in the Christian realm. It manipulates their mind of what they already know about Christians in general. 
It's like, if their freedom looks like this, I don't want nothing to do with it. This more looks like, oh, they're a slave to these ideas and this, a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense or line up with, you know, what love looks like. It's like, so why would I want to be in, some, in, in this type of freedom when I'm out here in the world just living for myself? But it comes down to it, like, and, and I understood this because there was a point in my life where I was like, you know, the, the freedom that I had out in the world might have seemed okay. It might have seemed like everything was all right. It's like I could do whatever I want. I can, I can go where I want to go. I can, you know, I can be part of things that I, I as a Christian today would not put myself into because I thought it was what's best for me. It's the same thing with people in, in, in different places uh, of influential positions, too, where they'll speak things that manipulate the mind of the people to believe in one thing rather than what the truth actually is. And that's a scary place. But it comes down to, like, do we know our true freedom? Do we know where uh, we find our freedom in? Is it what the person on the TV says, or is it what it, the person that we're scrolling through Facebook and they come up with some type of post that, you know, might be offsetting? Do we believe that, or is it... Do we look to the heavens? We look to the Father. We say, Lord, your freedom for me is different than what these people are saying. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to put shackles on what the world, like, when you believe what the people of the world say that doesn't line up or correlate to what God says, then you put these shackles on again. They're different shackles. They're not the ones that might be from your old life, but it's a whole other set of shackles, and you still get to carry that weight because your, your mind's not in a place of truth rather than, you know, what the lies are. It's not a coincidence that Paul mentions that stuff in Galatians either. It serves as a reminder for, uh, in some instances, as a warning to not place shackles on ourselves and be led as slaves to the very things we have freedom to witness with new eyes and experience with different perspectives. So when we're, we're, when we're living this new life, we do get a new perspective on, diff- on things. We see things in a different way. But in the same sense, like is, is this whole newness could it could be scary, but also it's, it is refreshing, and it's like we keep ourselves guard, uh, guarded up at all times in this new freedom, because the same freedom that provides that that allows you to have this out uh, from the things of the world and into in the righteousness and holiness of the Father, we can allow ourselves to gaze in a different direction and be distracted and moves into a different view and our perspective is skewed once again. The hard thing is to understand is freedom does have reins. Besides slavery with shackles, when you're in the slave of sin and all that, you have shackles, you have these bindings, you're, you're wrapped up. Freedom has a guide. It, it, it is reign. There are reins to freedom. So what I'm saying with this is says, so we don't don't take it as a meeting like the free, like freedom's being taken away. We see what uh, reins are actually for, and people that ride horses uh, probably probably know this. It's reins are it, for horses' sake. It's uh, reins are held in a rider's hands and are used to guide a horse while riding, or simply check or guide by pulling on the reins. Much as we feel like we don't get misguided by our own plans or use freedom outside the realm of God, uh, what God has given for us, we do. But how awesome is the Father who loves us so well, uh, loves us so well, and know we still need to be guided, and sometimes we need 
to be put in check. So the beauty about being in this walk is there is someone that, that does uh, put us in a place to understand where we're at, where we're going wrong. So if I'm walking in, let's say, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I know, like, I'm living in this life of freedom, but, like, I'm delving into something more than I should. And, and for example, like, like drinking, it's like that can become a very toxic thing, especially in the Christian life, and especially for someone that's been in the past, uh, has a past of stuff like that. But once you gain that, that freedom, even at deliverance, you can still put yourself back into that because you're like, wow, I got this new freedom. Like, I, I can indulge in this stuff now. It's the same thing with food. It's the same thing with anything that you have in your life. It's like, you know, you, you can put on this, um, you, could, you feel like it's all right to continue to step forward into something that you know is harmful for yourself. But, you know, it's like God's like, okay, uh, I see that where you get this correlation saying like, oh, okay, I can continue to go forth and drink as much as I want. But in the same sense, you're not sober-minded. You're not living for anybody but yourself. You're 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 filling yourself with poison um, to the uh, to the point to where it's blinding you, unable to or and not to see what I have in front of you. And it's true. I, and I I can speak from experience. I I had I had issues with you know stuff myself. I mean, and probably plenty of you got issues as well with different things that we utilize as freedom in this new life. But it comes down to it, too. It's like these same things are personal convictions. It's like I can't say the same thing that is a conviction to me as a conviction to you. But in the same sense, it's like, you know, what are we, what are we taking with this freedom? Are we utilizing this rather than focusing on God and utilizing this, uh, utilizing this freedom to be a better person to somebody else? Or taking upon myself this freedom and saying, like, I can still live for myself in this new life, but now I, still, I just got God's love. So it makes me feel a lot better. It's like, man, I can live the life that I used to live, but God still loves me. It's like, I'm free. I am free. And you are free. There's, I'm not saying. But in the same sense, you still pick up the shackles and put them back on. You still walk forth with them. And God's like, this is not the way I have it. And that's when he comes in. He'll regain you. And that's when those convictions come in. And he's like, I don't think you should be doing this. This is, this is hurting you. So that's when those reins get pulled. This is that redirection that I'm talking about. This is where the reins come in. Freedom does have reins because if it didn't, then we'd be, we'd be distracted and walk off, walk off the, the path, and we, we won't come back. But God loves us so much that he says, no, I, 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 I'm going to girdle you up, not as a way to say you don't have free dominion over this earth or your life, but just to show you, like, I, I care enough about you, I don't want you to hurt yourself but I'm going to give you a way out of this. The reins aren't a thing to say, well, I know that we're going to fail, or I need to be in control because my silly children are off their rocker again, and certainly not seen as one of those dog-leash kids you see in Walmart. <laughs> no, he gives us dominion to come and go and ultimately live a happy, event-filled, action-packed life. So you can, you can still do great amazing things with the freedom that he has provided. You can still jump out of plane. I mean, I want to recommend it because I don't know if your parachute's going to open. I mean, there's been instances. I ain't done it because I'm afraid about that. I, I mean, I, I'd like to skydive, but I, I just don't trust the parachute. 
And sometimes I don't like going up in high spots because I don't like man-made stuff. I can step on the side of a mountain, and if I die that way, I'm like, well, this is the way God want me to go. If something breaks because somebody made it, that's their fault. It's like they don't know what they're doing. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going close to a balcony edge because if that thing breaks and I fall over, I know I'm dead, but it's like it's, it's too young for me. Yeah, I'm scared of heights, by the way, so them thing, I, don't, I don't know how some of y'all do it. It's only when we start to stray a little or take advantage of something, even if it isn't quite beneficial for uh, well-being or Christian walk. And then we go on to see in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 23 through 26. This is all passion. I should have gave, gave it to you so you could put it up there, but, you know, it's kind of a last-minute thing. Amen. We are. There's freedom. You, so here's what Paul says. You say, under grace, there are no rules, and we're free to do anything we please. Not exactly, because not everything promotes growth in others. Your slogan, we're allowed to do anything we choose, may be true, but not everything causes the spiritual advancement of others. Ooh. So always seek what is best for you at the expense of another. Yes, you are free to eat anything without worrying about your consequences, for the earth and all its abundance belongs to the earth. So it's like it's stopping and thinking. It's like, if we're, are we living this new freedom out just for ourselves and a selfish gain, or are we living our lives for others? I mean, we could take a big example for who Jesus was. He, he had the ultimate freedom. He was tempted how we were tempted. He went through the same stuff that we were. But the difference is he decided to follow what the father said and love on other people and devote his life for the people that was around him because he loved those people. And it's the same thing that we're supposed to uh, reenact in our lives as well, to walk it out like Jesus walked, to not think about ourselves constantly every single day. I mean, you, there's certain things you've got to take care of, your health and stuff like that. Of course, that's stuff that, you know, God's understanding. But, like, when it comes down to uh, helping p- promote that growth in others, like Paul says here, or the spiritual advancement, it's like, what are we doing? Are we, are we beating the other people down, or are we just not doing anything at all? It's like, what is this freedom if we're not going to utilize it for what the Father has given, us, uh, given it to us for? Are we going to continue to think that we're, we're just okay just going about the same that we always have. And it's easy. We can, we can throw a pity party about it and say, like, well, I don't have the means to do this. You might not have the means, but the Father has the means. And that's where it comes into faith. It's like, can he provide that stuff for you? Yes, he can. Anything, if, if, if you're living your life walking out for him and your freedom is being, is being spent on that personal growth of other people, he's going to provide those. He's going to provide those pathways. He's going to open those doors, or he's going to provide the people that's going to be able to open the doors. Like I was talking to Ronnie, he's like, you know, sometimes we don't uh, we don't have the keys to open it ourselves, or he don't open it, but he he puts people in your lives that do have the keys that can open the door. But it's like, what if we didn't take that time to utilize and love that person, the one that does hold those keys to help? Unlock that door. What if we didn't see the potential in that person? What if it's like, oh, well, I'm going to go forth and try to, to pick the lock and get it myself. You ain't picking that lock for sure. That's, that's, that's better than a master lock. <laughs> Lord, I just, I just thank you, Lord, for speaking into us personally and knowing what's good for each of us on a personal level. 
Just like I was talking about earlier, you know, even when it comes to our freedom, he knows it on a personal level, and he allows us to ex- explore that on a personal level. Same with the convi- coming back to the convictions. You know, he, he's so, he loves each of us so uniquely. That's why we have different convictions. It, it's, it's to help us better understand what's harmful for us. That's why it's like when I say if something is, is, I know is bad for me, you might not take it as a conviction that's bad for yourself because maybe you've never been through the same situation that caused you to be in a harmful place. And it's, a, it's like for, I know for myself, like, I can't do something I did in my past today because God's going to tell me, he's like, no, that's, that's not good. And I'm going to feel it in my chest. I'm going to get anxious. I'm like, well, not anxious because that's another. I'm going to feel like, well, I know I should turn away from this. I would say about 85% of the time I do that. That's, that's not the truth. I mean, it, I don't always choose the right, the right thing. And, you know, he remind me. He'll be like, yeah, I don't think. I don't think I, I would have done it that way, but still love you, <laughs> even though you're a knucklehead. Yes, and I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. So just think about that freedom when you first found Jesus, how weightless it was, how uplifting it was. And now think about the day with the journey with Jesus. How does it compare and I was, I, when I was sitting there thinking about that earlier, I'm like, I missed something in this walk. I missed, I missed that true freedom that I felt when I first met Jesus. That does not go away. The beauty of it, it does not go away. That's a solid stake that's placed into the ground that you can always go back to. We do mature and grow, but the pure freedom doesn't go away. It doesn't. It's in abundance. There's a full cash, uh, cash or cachet. I don't know how you say that word. It is what it is. I'm gonna give it two. I'm gonna give it two other ways, but I'm gonna give it two two of it. So if you if you say it one way or one way, like potato potato, you know, you got to give it to you twice, in a different different context. But so he has a cash of it. It's like there's a buildup of this freedom, the pure freedom that we can always indulge in, and understand what it is. The same freedom that Jesus called you into is always there. It can get dirty sometimes, and sometimes we've got to wipe it off with a rag and say, like, and it's still that perfect, beautiful freedom that I tasted. Now, even if it might look different and feel different today, that's okay. We grow, we gain new perspectives. But I do challenge you to take a moment and just clear your mind. Rid yourself of anything less than a child's view of freedom. Because that's simply how we, that's how I can put it as simple as possible of what it feels when you first step into like this newfound love. It's like a child's view of it. And like you look at a child. And even yesterday when I remember like when we're walking down, you know, the, the boardwalk and just seeing how happy uh, these kids were and even the kids that were there to support. It's like, you know, that's the freedom that we think about. They're there to champion somebody else. They're, they're not focused on them. We're there to focus on loving on somebody else. And that's like, that's such a beautiful thing to see. And that's why it was so emotional because it's such, it's that pureness. It's that pureness of freedom that we get to realize every single day. And like he allows us to see these different things as we go through the day. It's like, do we take a, a moment to stop and see that? Because sometimes we just need a refresher and just to believe just to have some hope that that freedom still exists. 
easy, easy to lose hope. It's easy to miss that freedom. I mean, why not? World's falling apart. There's war. There's sickness. There's famine, poverty. Why look at the hope? Why look at the freedom? Why look at all that stuff? But then again, there's so much other good stuff that's going on that outweighs the bad that we see around. Just because that's all you hear about doesn't mean that it covers up what good is. The freedom, it's funny. It's funny how you see the negative stuff, how it's contained. It's literally shackled up into a box that you can just watch every single day. But guess what? The real freedom is, the real freedom is, or the good freedom is rampant that we can see every single, everywhere we go. But are we focused on just this narrow tunnel? Like just open up our vision to see the true freedom around us. There's so much good, so much good. Even like something as small as yesterday, like I feel as small as yesterday, it just like opened my eyes to see something different. And I do challenge you guys just to take a moment to look, just to see. Clear your mind. Because, like, you can go out there and look around and be like, oh, I'm just focused on driving and this idiot cut me off. It's like, and you can just focus your mind on that. And it's like, no. Even if it's just looking out and seeing, like, the fresh cut fields or the trees, like, that's good. That is good. That's, 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 hmm, that's right there. That's, you know, the old Italian, you know, that's good meat. That's a spicy meatball right there. <laughs> it is, though. It's like, man, it. To notice the true freedom, the good freedom, not the shackles that we're provided with every single day to keep our minds at bay. Like, we focus on that, then it's like, man, we step outside of ourselves. Like, when we step outside of ourselves, we're not so much worried about ourselves. We take away that pride, that ego, and it's like, this is, this is so much better. Because you do, and it, it, I'll keep repeating the word, you do feel that freedom when you step outside of yourself. You're not held captive. And it's like, and then you could be more present to the people around you. I just say capture the moment and remember the true freedom given to us. I'm going to pray and have an activation. And that's all I got because that's what God gave me. <laughs> Lord, I, I, just, ooh, I just thank you, God, for your ultimate freedom, Lord. Lord, right now, I love what Lori talks about the lenses, Father. And I just ask right now that we can have lenses to see the good freedom. Lord, if we have any lenses that we placed on ourselves to watch uh, what all the negative stuff is going on in the world, Lord, that we take those off and we destroy them. God, we put those good lenses on. God, we see the beauty in the world. We see the true goodness, the true freedom that you're provided for us. God, and I ask that you can help us to step outside of ourselves. All it takes is that one step, that one step forward. God, and we, we love that you placed your reins on us to guide us too. Because we're susceptible to, to walk, walk the opposite way or get off the path or do what we want to do. But God, you love us so much that you, you have guidance. You have something to put us back uh, in right standing and walk on the right path. You love us that much. 
And you want us to see the goodness in your world, Lord. You don't want us to focus on the bad things. Even though it's so apparent in everything that we do, God, we choose. Lord, I, I, I say right now that we choose to see the good. 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 God, just, just allow us to remember that first taste of freedom, too. And to keep that taste on our lips and our tongue. So we know the sweetness of it and we never forget the taste of it. So we never delve away from it. God, that you you just clear our minds right now. Fresh reset. Fresh reset. Any bad thoughts, anything that might be weighing on anybody for what they've seen or what somebody said. God, anything with manipulation from uh, what people have told us that we believe, that we care about and people in uh, leadership that might have uh, caused it, Lord, we, we just take that away right now. <coughs> we don't choose to see that. We don't choose to listen to those, those lies. And, but we, we open our ears to the truth. Our filters can only catch the truth. And I claim that. I declare that. I just thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Freedom, freedom's not easy, but it's it's so worth it. It's so beautiful. So I just I just pray that when we go out through this week, Lord, we can continue to wear that that new freedom. Or remember that old freedom that we, we first knew. That's going to help us see people a lot differently. It's going to help us love people a lot differently. Just thank you, Jesus. Amen.